Happy New Year to everybody, and I uh, hope that the New Year's already blessing you already. <laughs> uh, you know, today was weird. Again, another weird Sunday for me, because I go home, you know, I'm home, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be somewhere. And that's this afternoon, that's later today, and, and so I'm sitting around, and I thought, well, I could read my Bible, I guess. That'd be okay, wouldn't it? And so I just read my Bible a little bit, and uh, watch a little TV. Is it okay to watch TV on a Sunday morning? I think it is. I saw Meet the Press again. I haven't seen that in so long, you know, live. That's just amazing. Enough about my problems. Anyway, good. it's good to be together tonight, and uh, glad you could make it. What we're going to be doing is I'm going to try to take 15 minutes, and I really am going to try. 15, just 15 minutes, and then we're going to be eating together. Uh, uh, we got lots of food, lots of, lots of stuff to, to um, celebrate together with food and things, so hope you'll stick around for that as well. Now, I know some of you got little kids running around. And you're probably wondering, I bet my kids are annoying people. They probably are. But I want to say something to you if you've got that situation. It's a good problem to have, okay? I just want you to know, if, if you're being disturbed by a child, get over it for a minute, okay? Because we could have the other problem, and that's no kids around. And that, my friends, I don't ever want to see around here. So if you've got a little kid that's acting up, it's okay, all right? Uh, I don't th- Jesus didn't turn the children away, so we're fine with that. But if, you, if they're disturbing you as a parent, you're saying, well, wait a minute, Tim, they are disturbing me. We do have something for the preschool on down uh, offered for you if you like that. But if you don't, that's okay too, okay? Good to be together. Good to be together. Um, I'm just going to take a, f- a few minutes here to talk a bit about our theme for next year. You know, I, I remember the first time, I think it was the first time, some of you, some of you old crusty people around here probably remember the first time, um, uh, the first theme we had. I just remember uh, back then we didn't have any fancy schmancy computers. There was no such thing as PowerPoint. The most powerful point was when somebody would go like that, and that was it. You know, uh, there was there was no uh, internet even. In fact, if it was, only the rich and famous had it, like people like Al Gore. But but uh, the thing that I, I I just remember when we put together our first theme, we, I remember we put together a makeshift bulletin, and we used we took we cut out letters. I kid you not, out of a magazine. Like like we were kidnappers putting together a ransom note, and we put it together, and then and then we go, what's wrong with this? Doesn't look quite right. So we took a spray can. I kid you not, a spray can, and we hit it with a couple of shots real far away, so it, it fell on the paper, and that's and it was, all it said was two words, one more. Anybody remember that theme? Way back. That was way. What did curl? That was way back when we were at the Holiday Inn. And what was, the th- what was it for? We, we just stumbled across this idea, why don't we have a theme for the year? And what we learned by having a theme for the whole year was that it f- helped us all focus as a church, not just individually, but as a church, that we could gather around and, and rally around this idea uh, for a whole year, a solid year of focusing on this. And that, of course, that first year it was one more. One more person led to Christ. One more, one more minute in the Bible. One more chapter. One more class to take. One more act of service to give. One more person to call. I mean, it just went crazy, if you remember. We were thinking about one more, uh, one more leader raised up. One more group formed. And it was, uh, we, what we found, it was, it was an awesome year because of that. I had a gr- we had a great year. And that helped us focus. Um, I believe the last few years 
here at Greater Alton, it seems like God has been leading us, especially uh, the eldership. We find we're, we're way, this is way above our pay grade, folks. I mean, we're really, when we say we don't know what we're doing, it's, we don't know what we're doing. We're just stating a fact. We're, and, and, we, and you say, well, yeah, but, you know, it seems like you know what you're doing. God knows what he's doing. God knows what he's doing. And, and we're relying on God to help us out here as a leadership uh, whether it be the eldership or a group leader or a ministry leader here, you know, and so, um, but we've noticed this. We've noticed this. At least seems like the last several years, God has been leading us in a direction, and it's in a kind of a direction to help us understand who He is and what He wants. And this is especially hard for us because we're, we all have this thing I call the virus. It's the American church in us. I just want to, it's this American mindset and American expectation of what church should be. And I, you know, and, and I am very frustrated uh, right now in my life because I'm constantly running into this American church. And I, I am constantly, today I listened to someone, um, I listened to a sermon by Francis Chan that Alan sent me, and we're going to have that on our website, and uh, Tom's going to put it on there for a link. I'd like you to listen to it. And you can, you, you, I'll tell you what, when you listen to him, he's going to describe how I feel. It, down to the T. That we are, we are in this American church. I love my country. I do, I love my country. And there's some great traditions we have in, in, in Christianity in America, and I, I don't want to knock those. And, but I'm just not sure which ones are traditions and which ones that should go and which ones should stay. I'm confused sometimes myself. And uh, I want... I want us to be the kind of church God is happy with. And, you know, if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's that God wants, and we've, just, we've I want you to know, Alan, Gary, and I, we've, we've, we're, and, and Nathan, and Mike, and, you know, the people on staff, um, several of your leaders that are in your, that lead your small group, would say amen to this. We are after something that eludes that is hard to keep and that is a healthy church we're after that you say well that but Tim you know uh, uh, aren't we after a big church I want you to know I'd, I, when we had that uh, Christmas thing you know I tell you what it was packed seats people coming out of the woodwork you don't think I enjoyed it did you enjoy that yeah I enjoyed that we had somebody suggest, why don't we have Sunday, uh, have evening services? That must be the thing that brings a crowd. Really? Look how many empty seats we have. That doesn't ensure it. What is? What is? But don't you want a big church, Tim? I'd love a big, big church. But my problem is this: is what I wrestle with, and that is this idea that sometimes big doesn't mean you're healthy. And I don't mean to indict anyone. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes you, I could, just because I'm large doesn't mean I'm healthy. I know a lot of large people that aren't healthy, quite frankly. And I know a lot, a lot of large churches. They're not healthy, but they got lots of people. And so I'm, I, I'm colliding with this all the time. And, and what, books like uh, The Purpose Driven Church by Rick Warren have helped me understand something. You know, these guys that, that are after this, they're saying, you know, they just say, look, if we could just focus on being healthy, a healthy Christian, and have a healthy church, wouldn't God take care of the rest? 
And that's what we've been trying to do. And you know, it's not been a very popular stance that we've taken because the numbers haven't really, you know, they seem to go the other way, okay? Like we've lost some people over the years. And, but I want you to know, I am still just as ferocious and just as dedicated and committed to having a healthy church, even if we get down to, to five. If we're healthy, that's all that matters to me. I, I believe when we look at the scriptures, God says to us, if we'll just, be a, if we'll just focus on being healthy Christians and, and want a healthy church and do the things that create that kind of health, Tim, I'll take care of the rest. You know, I, I know that. That's true because I've watched us when we're healthy and, and things happen, people grow, the church grows, and I've watched us get fat and get unhealthy and lose a bunch of weight and lose a lot, lot of energy as a church. I've seen it happen both ways. The last several years, see, we've been working on this. We've been calling it, you know, what the why behind the what we do. Why do we do this? And so we focused, if you remember, uh, last year's theme, it was here in me. And I know some of you, and I appreciate some, what some of you had to say. I, I know not everybody got to speak up. I hope you'll talk about it while we're eating. You'll share it with some people at your table. Um, or pull me aside, or pull Alan or Gary or anybody aside and say, can I tell you what I would have said if I'd have had the mic? Let me tell you what 2015 did for me. That'd be, that'd be, that's great. You know, we focused a whole year on this idea of Jesus, looking at Jesus. Some of you may have missed it. You may have missed it. I hope you didn't. But we've got to get this down. Who are we really following? Because, guys, preachers will come and go. You know what I'm saying? Good ideas, and I, well, they have a shelf life, and, the, and there'll be other things that'll be coming. And I've got to ask myself, why am I here? Am I here because of a person, or is it because of Jesus? A person may have brought me, but I stayed because of Jesus. I stayed because of Jesus. And so, I, I, and so we, you know, this idea we've been learning, you know, we, we, like I said last week, we've been learning about Jesus, all we could learn about what he says, what are his values, his character. Who's he really, what's he really like? What's he about? And I, I know many of you have gotten a good base, a good solid foundation of who Jesus is. Sometimes maybe I'm afraid to the point where you've focused so much on Jesus, you for, everybody else has got to blurt out. We're forgetting everybody else, you know, his church. And so what's this year about? Well, it's more than just about learning about Jesus. Well, of course we're always going to learn about Jesus. We want this year to be about being like Jesus. Really becoming and being like Jesus. Let me give you a verse here. In, um, well, uh, let me give you a verse, then I'll tell you what our... Uh, if you're on your notes there, you'll notice in John 17, look what it says that Jesus says here. He said this to his Father, I glorified you on earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. Jesus says, the way I bring glory to you, my Father... My God is by completing what you've assigned me to do. What you want me to do. It's almost like we're on a mission. And that's the theme this year. If you want to write at the top of your lesson notes there, it's called the mission. The mission. You see, I want, what I want you to know is, is that I want 
greater Alton to glorify God by doing, get down to the details of what we're supposed to be doing at home, at work, when we're together, when we do events together, when we're outside in the community. The things that God has assigned us to do. Yes, look, look at this, look at this. And by the way, it's something he wants us to do, us to do together as a church. Not just you as an individual. I heard it said this way. God wanted to use not the Israelites, but Israel to bring glory to him. There's a difference. Yes, you bring glory to God when you do something, of course. But he wants his nation of people, his group of people. He wants his Christians as a group, too, to bring honor to him. Look what it says here in Proverbs 19.21. Very interesting passage. People can make all kinds of plans, but only the Lord's plan, that is his purpose, and I injected this, a word that's parallel to purpose, objective, will happen. In other words, it will succeed. So let's read it again. People can make all kinds of plans, but only the Lord's plan or the Lord's objective will really happen. I can plan all I want. I can think, oh, we're going to do this this year. I'm going to do this this year. I'm planning to work on my, I'm going to, I'm going to work on my finances this year. I'm going to work on reading my Bible this year. I'm going to read the Bible through this year. I'm going to, that's great. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, uh, love my family better, be more responsible, be more disciplined, get up, go to bed, eat right. You know, some of you here have swore off soda. I did that for a while. I remember I was like six months hadn't drank a soda. Finally, someone said, oh, come on. I remember Denise going, it ain't going to hurt you. I'm going, okay. And I grabbed this mountain. mountain. That was Mr. Pibb. If you're going to break a fast on soda, it's got to be Mr. Pibb. <laughs> Extra. N- Nicole knows that. Ask Nicole. And so I get a drink of that Mr. Pibb, and someone goes, tastes funny, doesn't it? I said, no, it tastes awesome. <laughs> Give me another. <laughs> and I'm down on those things as fast as I can. And I fell off the wagon. You know, that happened. So. I've been drinking ever since there. You know. No, I just want you to see here that you can make, I can make, you can, we can make all kinds of plans, even as a church. But God's plans are going to happen. I don't know if mine will. And you know what? If I work hard and I can guilt some people, I might be able to make some of mine work around here. I know that. If I guilt some of you and shame you enough, maybe you'll end up doing what I want you to do. But will it be God's plan? Listen to me. I want to be in on this. If God says it's going to happen with or without me, with or without you, He's going to do this. With or without Greater Alton Church, God says my objective is going to happen. I want in on that. Don't you? God wants you in on that. What you do, unless some of you here, I know, listen, I, your, your self-image is about this tall. And you know, that's, uh, that may be good, because mine's self-image is like that too. Because you're primed, ready for God to build your image, see? You're perfect for this, see? Because God says you've got a mission. You're on a mission. Kind of like the Blues Brothers. We're on a mission from God. I know. It's, but it's true. You're on a mission, and it's from God. Look, look at this. Look at Acts 20 here. Look what Paul says, and I want you to circle those first three words. I only want. Can you say this? I want to say this. 
I can't say 2015 I, said, I thought like this. But I sure want 2016 to be like this. And I want you. God wants you to be thinking like this. What do you want, Tim? What do you want? Oh, I, I, what do you want, Paul? I only want to complete my mission and finish the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to do, which is to declare the good news about the grace of God. You are on a mission from God. Now, I know we've decided to quit doing this, but I'm going to break uh, tradition and just look at somebody and tell them, we're on a mission from God. Go right now. Look at somebody. We're on a mission from God. Tell somebody that. Don't be bashful. We're on a mi- we are, right? Are we going to be on a mission? Yeah. Okay. Amen. You, you helped me at SAU. You find my way. <laughs> now listen to me. Listen to me. This is important. We are on a mission from God. Together we're in this. You're on a mission from God, but the person next to you is on a mission from God. And a person, the person sitting across the room that you don't seem to want to get along with too much is on a mission from God with you, whether you like it or not. We're on a mission together. And Paul says, I only want this. I want to complete, I want to, I want to complete what God signed for me to do. You know, when you read his conversion, remember Ananias said, you know, don't, or the angel, or the voice from heaven said, don't worry. He must, I'm going to give him what he's assigned to do. In fact, he told Paul, go into Judas's house on Straight Street in Acts 9 and says, and you'll be told what you've been assigned to do. Well, here's what he was assigned to do. In his case, it spread the gospel. You and I are on a mission from God. God has given you something to do. And I listen to this. Listen to me. I believe put, God put this on my heart. Somebody's supposed to hear this. Now, some of you here, you may not even care about what I'm talking about. So I really can't help you tonight. But I'll tell you, some of you here are wanting to, need to hear this. You need to have this mindset that you're in the full-time ministry. You know, no, that's the paid people, right? <laughs> Well, it includes the paid people. Well, don't we pay them so they can focus full time? What's that say to the rest of us that don't get paid? Including me. What's that say? That means we don't have to be full time? Where do we get this idea? There's full time people and there's part time people. I'll tell you what, you want to be part time? You're not going to enjoy the benefits and get as many benefits as full time people. That works in the business world and that works the way in the kingdom. And I just want to say this year, let's have this mindset that says, I'm in the full-time ministry. That means that after church, I'm still on the clock. And when I get up, I'm on the clock. And when I'm, when I'm at work, I'm on the clock. I'm think, what does God want me to do? What do you want me to do, God? I'm back there behind the petition as you're singing. Man, singing's awesome. I'm sitting there in the back going, what do you want me to do? Expecting God to go, here's what I want you to do, Tim. Like he's going to say something. Well, where are you at? You know? I understand that. Oh, you ever feel like that? What am I supposed to do? I believe 2016, God's going to reveal what He wants you to do. And that's what we're going to try to do with this whole year, as we focus on this idea of your mission, my mission, the mission. You know, I, I, I was got to thinking, all the blunders in missions, every mission, military mission, espionage, when they fail, you know why they fail? Somebody takes their eyes off of what they're doing just for a second. 
They lose their focus just for a moment. And the mission fails. And guys, this year, let's focus all 365 days, not Sundays, not discipleship group night or day, whatever it is, but we focus every day on our mission. Well, what is it, Tim? It, it's, it, God is going to reveal that to you with our sermons, with our small groups, the Holy Spirit Himself. While you're in your Bible by yourself, you're going to see it. I want to recognize every time there's, there's something I'm supposed to do when I'm in the community, guys. I think there's times I don't even look. And God's going, bang, bang, bang. Over here, Tim. Here's the person. Here's the opportunity. The door doesn't go open real quietly. It's like, I'm still going, I just don't see it. What do you want me to do, Lord? You don't get it? You don't see it? I'll tell you what, I, I, I can understand. We could spend a whole year and miss it. You could miss it this whole year. It's going to depend on you keeping your eyes open, your ears open, your heart open. As the Holy Spirit opens a door for you, puts somebody right smack dab in front of you, puts a, a, a need in front of you. Oh, I better go tell some people. Oh, no, God told you. God just showed you. Go get some help, but let God use you to spearhead that. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe it's an opportunity. Maybe it's a statement. Maybe it's just some act of kindness and love. Whatever it be, you're in the full-time ministry. Guys, you know, I haven't took a check from you forever. And you know what? I'm, somebody said I don't do that because one day I'm going to cash in all the chips. Really? Give me a break. I, but I've never thought of myself off the clock. I don't think of myself as a glass man. I don't think of myself as an elder. I just think of myself as a disciple that's afraid of things like you are, that bumbles and fumbles through things just like you do, that worries just like you do, that stresses out and gets all locked up when the moment happens just like you do. I just want to be in it. Isn't that something God would want me in it? Wants you in it? Fumbling, bumbling people, and he wants you in this mission? I can use you, Tim. Are you sure? Maybe you want to use somebody else. No, I need you to do this. I don't think I do it well. It isn't about how well you do it. It's about you just being willing. Let me show you. I'll take that and do something with it. If I'll just give him... Give him his way. Look what Jesus says here in John 17. He's praying to his father. And he's praying about his disciples. And he says, in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I give them a mission in the world. Well, that's just the twelve. You think Jesus just gave the twelve that mission? Or is it for every disciple? Every Christian? Of course, it's for every disciple that follows. And Jesus says, I've given you a mission too. I want you to take it. In Ephesians 2, he says, God has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. And I want you to notice, it says us. He created us. It says, that, and he prepared for us to do good deeds together. Together. This was, I, I, I got thinking, this was written to GEC. 
What's, who's GEC? GAC is Greater Alton Church. What's, who's GEC? The Greater Ephesus Church. And it's written, in fact, you know what? They're reading this. They're thinking, hey, you know, hey, Bill, what? I'm getting the impression we're on a mission from God. Paul's given us, me this impression. I think we are as a church. We're supposed to, we're, we, yes, we're on a mission from God. And that was their mindset at Ephesus. Look at verse, again, the Living Bible says it this way. It says, it is God himself who has made us what we are and has given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. So that requires a mindset tonight. If you're taking on the mission, remember Mission Impossible? Some of you guys remember Mission Impossible if you choose this mission. And then the tape recorder burns up or acid or something happens, you know. And then they have to decide, if you choose this mission, this is what it is. I want you to know that tonight, if you choose this mission, it requires a mindset that, that goes like this. God has put me on this earth to contribute and not just consume. That I've got uh, the mindset I've, I've got to have if I'm going to focus on my mission is it's not just about what I can get. It's not about I'm not here just to take, but I'm here to give something back. To give something from God to others. Well, what is it, Tim? This is what we're going to spend the year doing, exploring and looking at. What what does it look like? And better yet, will I be able to recognize it? Will I recognize it when it happens? When it's my time? That's what we're going to f- spend this year finding out, guys. We're going to be finding, looking at this. You know, the, another word, the English word for mission, well, the, we get it from the Latin word to send out or sending. So I know that this mission is not just about what we do as a church. You know, we're going to have events here. And every event we have, you know, we want, guys, uh, we can get a big crowd here. I know we can do that. We've had some monster crowds. You know, Teresa Trunk was crazy. Christmas was nuts. Is that part of our mission? Well, I know Jesus drew crowds. But he's interested in making disciples. He was more interested in that than the crowd. And I'm not, listen, when we have, when we're, one of the events we're planning, we're thinking, of, or we're trying to come up with, we're going to do in March, March Madness uh, is usually the big thing. And what is that? The college tournament, right? Basketball tournament, you know. Uh, today I watched uh, Tyra Buss play for Indiana today, and uh, they were eight, nine points behind um, Michigan. They weren't supposed to win this game, and Tyra single-handedly just dismantled this. I mean, she's from Mount Carmel, about this tall, and she's a point guard and fast. And I'm sitting there going, man, this is getting me all excited about March Madness, because we're going to have some people, regardless of height, we're going to have different teams from the church. We're going to form, formulate teams, okay? Now, some of you may have to have, you know, uh, EMTs on standby. I understand that, okay? But we're going to be playing basketball tournaments. And this is your opportunity. We're going to play it all during March. We're going to be playing uh, basketball. And uh, I know some of you here, you go, I, can't, I got a bad hip. I can't play. Well, you could come and yell. You're pretty good at that. I know some of you may not be able to walk, but you're really good at yelling. And you can scream and holler for a team. How about that? Or support them. 
But, but, but I want you to know if it's, it's a time where we can bring our friends to it, whether they play or we just come to watch. And let's enjoy, let's enjoy you know, what the culture's doing, kind of use it to our advantage. Because during that month, we also try to think of some crazy stuff we could do because it's March Madness. You know, what would be crazy, what would be like, what would be, what would be uh, crazy when it comes to inviting people, or crazy when it comes to my giving, or crazy about sharing my faith or doing some crazy service for somebody, just going over the top with it. We want the, the month not just to be about basketball, but about the kingdom, see? What do I need to do that's just crazy to help me grow? I just need to do it. I know that, uh, I think we talked about July, there's, going to work, uh, there's a musical called Upside Down, and some of you are familiar with Upside Down, that's um, been on VHS and DVD, well they're bringing it to St. Louis in July, and, and, they're, and they're going to have it, one, two, three, four, five, five or six performances, and uh, one of them happens to be on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening type, and I think the link is is going to be on the website. I was looking, that's what I was looking at my cell phone uh, while some of you were talking, trying to see, was it there? And um, I don't know, we'll have it there, that link. And you can get tickets. Tickets are 10 bucks, 20 bucks, things like that. And it's the musical of the book of Acts. Our small groups are going to be going through the book of Acts. We want to be like this church. I, he- I heard it said like this today. Um... We've got to quit taking the book of Acts and looking at it and saying, well, that's just the culture of that time. Their own culture is what they brought to their culture. The idea of being together and loving each other as a family was unheard of during the Roman Empire. Their culture was the opposite, in other words. Jesus broke the culture. So when we read this stuff, what the early church did, it, it, it was enough to get Luke's attention. He said, I want to make sure that every church is like this from now on. And maybe we need to quit living in fantasy land thinking we can never be like the early church. Who's keeping us from doing that? Who's keeping us from being like the early church? Who said we couldn't be like the early church? Why is it in the Bible? It must be in there as a blueprint for us. Wouldn't you agree? Well, we learn our mission from looking at the book of Acts. So there's a musical uh, on the book of Acts that's going to work as many as you'd like to go. We'll try to get that on the website. You can start buying tickets. Invite your friends to this. But we're also going to be going through the book of Acts in our small groups as well. We're kicking around the idea of having a special contribution for missions. Well, what's, where's it going to go? We're not even sure. You say, Tim, that's most disorganized. I know. Well, this don't make any sense. I know. But that doesn't, that isn't right. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What will we use it for? I don't know. Well, we're going to spend a lot of time praying about it and figure this out and see where God leads us to this. Okay? I'm saying that we're going to be doing things as a church here. And we want you to participate. You know, someone said, are we bringing back the wing fling? We might. That's a, that's a, I liked it. It was fun. You know, bring some friends. Are people are coming to church over wings? Well, it works. And, of course, you know, our, our trees in the trunk, we're going to do that as well. And, and I would encourage you to, to, we do more booths this year. But bring some of your friends that don't go to church here, or, 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 or non, especially your non-Christian friends, and say, hey, why don't you help us build something? What's wrong with that? 
That's being mission-minded. Now, that's what we could do around here. But what are we going to do at work? What are you going to do at work when a coworker needs help and needs you to speak up? What are you going to do when you're in your community and you, right now in Illinois? Well, how many people have died off this flood? Five, six people have died. Twelve now. It's just you know. What are we going to do about that when the when the waters recede and all these homes are a mess? Well, we'll call up Don and Mike and they'll take care of it. No, we're not going to do that to Don and Mike. What will you do? What could we do? Maybe some of our mission contribution goes to that. And we help somebody that's been flooded out. What do we do in the community? I've got a grandson or I've got a granddaughter or I've got, I've got two granddaughters with a grandson coming. So I know T-ball is coming. Scouts are coming. And, and my sons are going to go, Dad, you want to help out? What am I going to do? Oh, I'm sorry. That's your job now. I'm in full time. Who said, where's the retirement? There's no retirement in this. You know the retirement is? When you get called the home office. I hope you're looking forward to that. What do we do in the community with some of the organizations already out here that are helping people? Why, why don't we as a Christian get in there and help them and share our faith with these people? Could God open a door? If God could open a door to the Apostle Paul walking down the beach and meeting a woman, walking down the beach and change her life, what about you and I? Just shopping at Walmart, helping somebody with car trouble. Helping somebody that just needs encouragement. Where's this? I'm saying our mission is not just what we do here. It goes out there. I think more of it is out there than in here. If anything, I, I got a I got a whiff of this morning was when I go out. I went out to Walmart again, and all these people walking around, and it hit me. Man, I'm kind of locked in my Sunday morning routine because here's people out here that aren't going anywhere you say well you're not sure about that I know I'm not sure about that but I'm just saying guys you know we're the ones that should adapt and figure out how we can reach people and not make it where well they got they got we're going to have only way they're going to be reached is with our ideas and the only way is what we come up with our plans where's God's plan that's all I'm saying I'm going to stop here. i got one last verse. I hope that someday people could say that about you, that instead of David's name there, if you just put an X through that, I don't think David would mind, and write your name above it. Could it be said, Tim completed the work God set out for him, and then he died? I sure want people to say that about me. That he did what God assigned him to do. He didn't back off. He didn't make excuses. He didn't let something else take up his time. But he, he completed the work that was set out for him. And I know some of you say, well, Tim, I think you are. Well, listen, I, <laughs> what about you? Wouldn't it be nice to be able people to say that about you? That God could say that about you? 
He could write that down in some book somewhere. Could say to you, maybe you used to lead and say, you completed the work he set out for you. You know, you're not, you're not, by the way, just because you back out of leadership doesn't mean you're done leading. Not where we get this idea. I don't know where we got this idea. Or I'm taking a step back. Well, you're taking a step back where? You know, I want to take a step back, you know, uh, on the earth. I'm still on the earth. I'm still where I am. You know what I'm saying? All I did was change a little perspective. I'm still, if I step, I'm stepping back from my mission. Really? You think that's all you got to do and that gets you off the hook? It don't get you off the hook. Sure, you might need to recharge. Sure, you might need some help. But, folks, we're still on this mission together. I just hope that someday they can say that about you too. I want, Lord, I want that said about me. I sure hope it can be said about, that said about you too. Got a video I want to close out with. Let's pray and then we'll show that video, okay? We'll pray together and we'll show I'm sorry, Pat, we'll do it that way, okay? Father, I want to ask you, Father, I, you know, I've, I've said this before. Um, I hope you'd bless what we do. And I know that isn't what I should be praying So, Father, help us do what you will bless. Help us recognize what it is. Father, I love learning about you, but I want to be doing. I want us to be doing. And I know it's not a simple thing of do more, do more. Can we ever, do do we ever get to the point we've done enough for you? I don't know. But I know, Father, for some of us here, we want to make sure we're in it. We're in what you're doing. If you're going to get it done, we want you to use us. Would you do that, Father? Help us, help us see the George Bailey and everyone, each of us, that we are, we're here for a reason, and we're here to complete a mission. You've given us something to do. Perhaps it's something with our family. Perhaps it's something to do with ministry in our church or has something to do with it, have our money. Father, it has something to do with all of that. Father, help us just broaden our view of this mission and see where do you want us to be? What do you want to do with us? And just use us to complete. That somebody can say, an angel can lean over to you and say, hey, he completed everything you asked him to do. What a guy. What a gal. What a Christian. What a church. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.